The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. Slavery is an ugly thing, and yet it's all over our world. There are more slaves today in the world than there was in the time of slavery in this country. And because it's not in our face and because we don't think about it or see it, we just kind of ignore it. And one of those countries where slavery still exists, and basically you're born into slavery, is India. And the people group that we're looking at this morning is the Jola Mola people. Or maybe it's this afternoon or today or to this evening, no matter, depending on when you listen to this podcast. But this people group lives in India. About 400,000 of them still t- alive and together. As most people of India, they are worshipers of Hindu and they worship the mother, the god of Mother Earth. They were fishermen until recently as modern fishing techniques and technology and boats has basically once again cast them out of a job. Their wooden canoes and nets no longer can keep up with the demand. And so they now sell themselves out into local labor or measly try to farm yet have no ground because they're a part of the caste system in India. And they're the lowest caste system there is possible there, which means they'll never amount to anything. They'll never get education. They'll never even make enough money to survive. They will always be at the bottom because that's how India works. That's how it functions. Slavery is a huge part of that country. You know, in the same way, God's people were once slaves. In Exodus 6, 6, and 7, Moses has come before the Lord and he's questioning what's going on. He's asked Pharaoh for the people's freedom and Pharaoh responds in anger and works the people harder, takes away the resources, takes away the straw and says, I need more bricks or I need the same amount of bricks, but I'm not going to give you the materials. And the people are angry at Moses and they come before Moses and they tell him to get lost. And Moses comes before the Lord and cries out and God promises deliverance. In Exodus 6, 6, and 7, it says, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm, the great acts of judgments, and I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. You shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of Egyptians. God made a promise to Moses that day that he would deliver the people that he would take care of the people, that we would be his people. Just think about that for a moment. What if Moses had just walked into Pharaoh and the very first time he said, hey, let us go, and Pharaoh said, sure, get out of here. We don't need you anymore. We don't need your, your work. We don't need your labor. We'll let our slaves go. Of course that would never happen. Egypt's economy depended upon the Hebrew slaves, as does the Indian com- economy depend on this low caste of slavery. Not to mention, if they had walked out after one request, they wouldn't have given God the glory. They would have said, look what we did. We stood up to Pharaoh and we won. 
And as we see through the rest of the story in Exodus and the ten plagues that God delivered his people. But it was something bigger than that. Ultimately, God needed to deliver us from our sin, from the slavery that we were all in as sinners. And not only did he deliver Israel, but he promises a savior. He promises a prophet. He promises a Messiah who comes in the very person of Jesus, who also calls us to him. And we are his people and he is our God, who also redeems us on the cross with his outstretched arms and his blood. He redeemed us from the slavery that we were in. And what he asked for return is us to honor him, to praise him, to worship him, and to go and tell people about him. The same way that Israel would eventually leave Egypt and were supposed to go and honor and worship the Lord and then go into their new land and live differently and show a different way of living and show that God was their king, their redeemer. We, the church, are the new Israel who are called to show that God is our redeemer. And yet there's people that still live in this world in slavery. There's billions of people who've never heard the gospel. And yet we sit here, many of us, and we do nothing about it. Sure, some of us give, and of course people pray, but I think we're called to more than that. I think we're called to go out, to sacrifice, to give up. If you live in America, you're amongst the richest people in the whole entire world. You have more money, even working at McDonald's than these people will ever see in a lifetime. I think God deserves more than 10% of our giving. He definitely deserves more than 10% of our time and our lives. And yet we try to get away with just giving him the least amount possible. Why don't we outgive God? Why don't we try to outgive God because it's not possible? Why don't we try to outserve God because it's not possible? Why don't we dedicate our lives to serving people like the Jola Mola people who will never get out of slavery currently in the way that India's run, but they can get out of spiritual slavery. They can get out of the bondage of worshiping multiple gods. They can get out of the bondage of worshiping Mother Earth. They can get out of the bondage out of the darkness and see the light. See who Christ really is. And that's what it's all about. Going and making disciples. Telling people the good news. Releasing them from the slavery that they're in spiritually, emotionally, and in some ways even physically. So God gave Egypt, or Israel, sorry. God gave Israel promises. And God's given us promises. And it's our job to go and share that promise with the people of this earth. Lord, we thank you for the promises that you've given us. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. God, we thank you how you gave this promise to Moses and you freed the people. You showed that you were their God. And Lord, right now we just pray for the Jola Mola people of India. Lord, I pray that people would rise up. They would learn Bengali. They would move to India and begin to understand these people, learn these people, and serve them. Lord, they would show them the gospel, that they would talk to them through storytelling and songwriting because these are uneducated people. Lord, they would bring hope to these people. 
Although they may not be able to fix the current circumstances of their lives in the here and now, Lord, they can add to it. They can provide education. They can provide medical treatment. But more importantly, they can share the good news of the gospel, that they are free and they are no longer slaves because God has adopted them just like he's adopted everyone else. Lord, rise up workers to go into the harvest and serve the Jola Mola people. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.